Bay Area! Welcome to the program. No work today. I'm your humble host, Bill. I've got Hank. I've got Sal. Together we make No Work Today. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at No Work Today, K N O W Work Today. We are brought to you by the Lumber Baron. Go to thelumberbaron.com. Use the promo code No Work Today for. 10% off your next order. Gentlemen, how are we doing? It's been forever. We, re- we we truly are. We live up to the name No Work Today as we very rarely and 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 sparsely, sparsely, whatever the why word do you, is. Why do you feel the need to point that out? Because it's pathetic. So until we, until we consistently knock these podcasts out, I'm going to point it out every single time Can't, we do it. Cannot have it. Fair enough. Uh, how are we doing today? Everybody oh, good? Great. Loving it. Uh, is, do do you subscribe to the belief that th- this is the best football weekend, the the one that just passed, where there's two games on Saturday and Sunday? Absolutely. See, I don't know. I mean, how is it any different than the weekend before when you had two games on Saturday and Sunday? More quality teams. You get all the one one and two seeds. Yeah, that's true. I think I think next Sunday is the best day. You have two games: AFC, NFC. Winner goes to the Super Bowl. I think I, I think I like that more than the Saturday and Sunday having two games depends on the year. I, I agree. I, I think that you have more of a chance to get a good game just by pure numbers when you have four games instead of two. Uh, so I think it's probably last week or this week, but it depends on the year. We've had a good playoff season this year. There have been some exciting games. Not saying you love the teams or not, but there's been some drama, some upsets, and some late-second heroics. Yeah, it's, it's been good. I mean, for and the, the most part. the good news is you do love the teams. The Patriots game was a joke. You got your Vikings in there. Those your guys, Vikings? Those guys are a likable bunch. The Purple Eaters? Purple people eaters, I believe. No Super Bowls for those guys, right? They do have an NFL championship, but not an actual Super Bowl. I don't know. I, I know Franny Tarkenton took the big L versus the Raiders. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and then, what was it? Morton Anderson shanked that kick when they when they were just dominant? I'll never forget No, no, for no, that. no. That was Gary Anderson. Gary don't be, don't be sullying Morton's name here. <laughs> yeah. Morton Anderson was in that game, but he was the kicker for the Falcons. All, all kickers are the same. All right, let's start with the NFC side. Uh, let's start with the Saturday game. You Let, had let's start with me assuring you that the Rams would go one and done. And, okay. one, and lo and behold, my plus 200 Falcons got it done Fair on enough. the road. All right. So this was some bold plot. I mean, it wasn't that bold of a statement. It was pretty bold. Everyone was hot on the Rams. Everyone was That's was not saying, true. A lot of people liked the Falcons in that game. People what were, was the line in that game? Falcons plus 200 on the money line, a.k.a. What two to one spread? dogs. Ram, Rams were favored by six. That's a pretty decent-sized favorite. Oh, fair enough. I, I, I saw a lot of people picking the Falcons in that game, but congratulations. You were correct on that. Uh, look, the Rams are really young. Um, McVay got just branded a genius a bit too early. Dangerously early. No, I don't know. I mean, look, he had a young team, and they were playing a team that, that just got to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, I don't think it was a crazy upset. I'm surprised that they I were mean, favored by you that. You know, much. you know how many times that they just called a screen pass to Todd Gurley, and the guy took it for 82 yards, and they said, "This, this uh, McVeigh guy is a genius." Well, I got news for you. I could, I could go out there and tell someone give it to Todd Gurley. Good players do make you look good. I agree. But anyways, let's go to the Eagles uh, and the Falcons. What I thought was just an absolutely pathetic performance by the Falcons. You score 10 points in a game that can get you to the NFC Championship game. And the part that killed me the most was the part at the end of the game. Well, first of all, there was that interception that should have been an interception off of the knee of the uh, Atlanta secondary guy that then went into the hands of an Eagles guy that allowed them to get a field goal at the end of the first half. But then, first and goal, with your season on the line and the most pathetic four play calls I've ever seen in my life to allow the Eagles to get... The defensive stop, they win 15-10. to 10. Uh, I think that was more of the Falcons losing that game than the Eagles winning that. Hank, where are you at? 
you know me, I, I don't, I'm not big on the what ifs and this should have happened and that should have happened. And if this play hadn't happened, this result wouldn't have happened. Uh, they won ugly. I'll say that. And I, I'm saying if you tell the Falcons pregame that these guys are going to put up 15 points, they'll all feel like they should have won that game. And what about the play calling with first and goal? First of all, you don't have to abandon the run. They had plenty of time. They completely abandoned the run. And the play calling was just pathetic for the for a Falcons team that you'd think would be experienced and would know exactly what to do when you got that close. Matt Ryan to Julio Jones all year on end zone attempts, one of 18. They just kept trying, and they cannot link for, up for the goddamn TD. Again, yeah, I think it's, it's a false uh, uh, assumption to think that the Falcons would know what to do. They've been terrible in the red zone all year. Matt Bryant's been kicking field goals, and they've been winning a lot of games. They've been scoring in the low 20s, even in the teens. But Falcons all year, in addition to the stat that Hank quoted there, about uh, specifically passes to Julio Jones. Falcons been one of the worst red zone teams all year. Well, figure something else out then. Run the ball. If it's not working to Julio, you have too many weapons on that team to be that bad down there. And look, obviously credit to the Eagles defense because there are a lot of great parts of that team outside of Foles who did not impress. And I mean, look, we are looking at... and we'll Foles get into look the, like hammered shit. And, and look, we're, we're, we're going to get into the AFC side of it too. But we're, we're going to have three quarters... <laughs> of the quarterbacks in the championship games are going to be Nick Foley and Dynamite, okay? Blake Bortles. And stop right there because the third one is not a surprise. And Case Keenum, who's a joke. No, and we'll get no to, surprise. We'll get to yesterday's before, game in a second. Before we get to the other quarterbacks, again, we throw Foles under the bus and say he looked terrible for whatever reason. Foles completed 77% of his passes and 8.2 yards per attempt. Matt Ryan, the guy that we gave the MVP to last year, 61% of his passes and 5.8 yards per attempt. So Nick Foles, despite what we may say, clearly outplayed Matt Ryan in a playoff game. Okay, so you think Nick Foles is better than Matt Ryan? No, but I think he outplayed him in a playoff game Saturday. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, the, the, the Falcons were absolutely terrible. With your season on the line to score 10 points, I think it's absolutely embarrassing. I think they were undefeated when they scored 20 or more points. It, Find a way to put 20 points up in a huge game. It's Again, they're going up against one of the best defenses in the NFL, and it's a dome team playing on the road in the elements. There's no surprise that they're going to struggle a little bit. I mean, I disagree. They have too many weapons. It doesn't matter where they play. They played, I mean, L.A. doesn't really count as a cold-weather place, but it doesn't matter where you play. L.A. They, doesn't count as a cold-weather place. Well, they're it's, outside, is my point. I mean, they're a dome team, whatever. When you have that many weapons, when you have a two-headed monster at running back and you have all those wide receivers, you've just got to be better than that. And if you're, What do you mean all those? If they you're got a Falcons you're fan— You're counting Sanu's set of downs as an elite wideout now? Not an elite wideout, but a solid weapon. All right. I mean, I'm just saying, if, if, if I'm in the Atlanta organization, heads are rolling. I'm making changes to whatever I need to make. Now, Dan Quinn, the head coach, was a defensive guy coming from Seattle, so maybe you change your offensive coordinator. Obviously, they're missing Kyle Shanahan from a year before, but you've got to do something because that effort was absolutely pathetic. Arthur Blank Check out there is going to make sweeping changes, huh? I like that. Atlanta all year. Arthur Blank Check, that's good work. We have to do an episode on that on all our nicknames. Atlanta all year, again, we've been having this weird thing where we we think they're last year's offense. We're giving them the credit for being last year's offense. Atlanta this year, their efficiency in the run, 19th in the NFL. Their efficiency in the pass, 
20th. So they were 19th and 20th in in offensive efficiency. They were be- a below average but NFL all offense all year. Uh, it's true, but the performance is not the same. You can blame it on not having having Sarkeesian instead of Shanahan. That's a possibility. But it, it would be a misnomer to say that they were a huge disappointment in the playoff game. This is the team they've been all year. At some point, you are what the performance says, even if you were better last year. Okay. You're not well, the same team. If you have team. all the same players, then you should be closer to what you were two years ago and not what you showed this year, and you make whatever changes you need to do to fix that. I don't know if it's just Kyle Shanahan. Obviously, he's a gifted play caller, but some, something needs to change. Uh, let's move on to yesterday's game. Another joke. We can bring up another thing that I'm disgusted by. The Saints should have won that game in Minnesota. Case Back Keenum, to the, the bum, tried to give that <laughs> this game guy, away. This guy with the should-haves. Okay. I mean, if you watch the game, you both know that both of those... I'd mean, I, I, I love to see what the ESPN projection of chances of winning or whatever they do when they give you in-game updates on what the percentage chance is of a team to win the game. But the Saints should have won that game. They absolutely choked. The young the young kid who I feel horrible for tried – I don't know what the hell he was doing. If he had just tackled him in, bound, that, in bounds, that game is over. If he had went for the ball and broken the play up, that game is over. Instead, he allows Diggs to get a touchdown of 60 yards when the – Vikings had no chance. You guys sit here and say that I'm Mr. Shoulda, Coulda, Woulda. That is the most blatant, obvious, nine, 99 times out of 100, the Vikings lose that game. And you wonder why I say woulda, coulda, shoulda. Because it ha- every game has a play that could Not be like that, that play. Not like Pretty that. Pretty much. Hey. I mean, the Diggs play was exceptional, but every game you could point to a couple of plays and say, man... If this guy didn't get, you know, fumble right there not on the like six that, yard line Hank, and, and Hank, the ball hadn't like just that. bounced perfectly right to the cornerback's Hank, hands in not stride. Like that. You have one job. All you have to do is tackle the guy in bounds and that game is over. You have one job and he failed. I, know, but I don't even know what the he cornerback, did. Did he even I mean, touch him. That would be did like he even make contact. That would with be him? like me saying, like, okay, the cornerback has one job. It's to guard the wide receiver, right? So that game they should have won because the wide receiver caught a deep touchdown pass, and the cornerback's job was to guard him there. Why didn't he just guard him? Why are you, are, are you doing this just to piss me off? Because it's so much different. If a guy burns you for a touchdown, it's way different than when your your only job is to contain and keep the guy in bounds, and you completely whip. Your on only him and job is to guard the guy when you're the corner. It's and, not and about he didn't have to guard him. He could have allowed the completion and just tackled him in bounds. You're, he could have done anything other than run under Okay, him. how about this? Your only job when the guy has the ball is to tackle him. Guys miss a tackle all the time. I so. wasn't even missing a tackle. He didn't even touch him. He did miss the tackle. He didn't by do definition. Anything. He literally did not do anything. He whiffed on him. I don't even think he made contact with it him. It was an attempted tackle. Okay. It was the biggest choke job you'll ever see in football. And the Vikings had, they knew they were dead to rights. Did you see the reaction from everybody in the crowd? That proves to you what I'm saying, that it's not woulda, coulda, shoulda. It's basic shit that shoulda happened. No, the reason the crowd and everyone was juiced is because that play. Because a miracle happened. No, they that it play, the miracle that in, play in, happens in all the time. It was just a quote unquote miracle. That play miracle. happens all the time? Yes. A guy catches Give me a, another example. A billion times this year. A guy catches a deep ball, the safety misses the tackle, he goes to the hut. What no, the fuck are you talking about? It does about? not happen like yes, that. Yes, it just rarely not happens on the last contain, play of the no, game. When you're trying to contain the guy, that is yeah, not... You're always trying to contain the guy. No. There's never a situation where the coach says, hey, let him go to the hut here. When they have no timeouts and all you have to do is tackle him in bounds, it's much different than in a regular season game when you just give up a bomb. How dumb are you? Well, all you have to do is tackle the guy. That's every play all you have to do is okay. tackle the guy. All right. Right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That situation was the same as any other one when they give up a bomb. What part of this are you not getting? All, you all have to I'm do saying is prevent that defense. this is this is what you don't get. The the thing that makes this play a miracle is that it was the last play of the game. If that Diggs touchdown was in the second quarter, there's no miracle about it. 
The guy just missed a tackle. Yes, because in the second quarter, exactly, that's my whole point. It's a miracle because you play defense differently when all you have to do is prevent a guy from getting out of bounds or scoring a touchdown. When the guy has the ball. He could have stood there and let him catch it and then tackled him. He could have just stood there. The tackle isn't guaranteed. What do you think? So you're saying he didn't choke? You're a fucking idiot if you don't think he choked. It was a missed tackle. Okay, missed tackle. Yeah, a missed tackle when all you have to do is tackle the guy in bounds. All you ever have to do. All you ever have to do when. All you ever have to do when the guy has the ball and goes to the hut is is to have made that tackle, but they didn't do it. When there's no timeouts and all you have to do is prevent the guy from scoring. Do you realize that that's different than in the second quarter? That if anything, that's on the coaches of the Saints to not have 10 guys back there. It's not on one guy because he missed the three tackle. three guys and the one guy that was supposed to make sure he didn't get behind him ran like an idiot. Like, I don't even know what he did. He put his head down and sprinted and didn't touch the guy. And you're sitting here saying that that's just like any other play. It's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Go ahead. Got anything from Sal, Salo? I think it's a little bit of an anomaly in, in that the situationally, yes, it makes it look really bad because he needed to keep him in bounds. I think what may have happened is he was worried about getting there early and getting a PI, which would have been a similarly bad outcome that would have extended the game. And the guy obviously didn't have time to pull up and tried to upend the guy and whiffed on the tackle. It was really ugly. It was a blatant mistake by that guy. Um, but again, it's it's expounded because of the situational nature of the play. It's There's a bigger magnifying glass around it, and I think the guy might have overthought the situation and was worried about the P.I., but again, missed tackle that's bad. You could have had more guys over the top, but it, it, it's a it's a heartbreaker, obviously, for the Saints as they were second. It's as bad away. as the Bucky Dent play, and you're sitting here saying, oh, what a coulda, shoulda, those plays happen all the time. It's always the DB's job to stop the guy. I it was the biggest choke job ever. The guy stuck his head down and ran past Diggs and allowed a touchdown in a situation where all he had to do was tackle him in bounds. Can you give me a situation where they give up a touchdown where all they had to do was was not just to tackle the guy? Do you, the guy catches a slant to the hut in the third quarter, 82 yards. All the free safety was supposed to do was tackle the guy. Yeah, but it's, he whiffed. It's different. Happens when every the game fucking is on the play. Line. It's, yeah, no, it does not. Not when it's at the end of the game. It's at like all. you. you this know is differently. This, you is, play defense this is like you telling me. This is like you quarter. telling me. This is like you telling me that if a guy hits a three pointer, Bill. With 0.2 seconds to win a, a big game, they're going to call it a miracle shot and a huge three. The guy, guys hit a three all the time at the end of quarters. No, yeah, and you know what the, the equivalent is? All you have to do is not foul him because you're up four points and time's running out and you foul him and then he hits the three. That's what I'm saying, dipshit. It's way different when, based on the circumstance. The circumstance changes he, it completely. He didn't make a mental error. He was out there and he missed a tackle. Okay. It's not like he wasn't it there. It was not missing a tackle. It was completely brain farting, putting your head down, and just sprinting past him. It's the, If he had just stayed there, it, it would have been better. If he had not moved, it would have been better. He could have made a play on the ball. He could have tackled him in bounds. He could have done anything other than stick his head down and sprint past him and allow him to get by him and score a touchdown. And you're sitting here acting like that's any typical football play. Like, I, I don't even know what to say to you when that's your actual m- mindset. I don't even believe that you believe it. But yeah, you're right. Typical, t- typical football play. No big deal. He didn't choke at all. I do believe that. It was that up there with Bucky Dent. It God. was as bad as Bucky Dent. I, but I think you're referring to Bill Buckner because Bucky Dent hit a home run. Well, yeah, Bill Buckner. Whatever. Same guy. Same thing. Well, then whoever gave up the home run to Bucky Dent. The point is, it was a complete choke job, and the only reason why you don't think so is because you've got a hard on for Case Keenum. Because somehow you want a, a fantasy 
championship while starting that loser who is pathetic. And the guy is second in the league showdown. and passer Eagles rating. And Eagles and Vikings is going to be a, a quarterback throw-up session. It's going to be pathetic. Nah. It's going to be 9-12. to 12. It might be, but it'll be 12-9 to 9 Vikings. Is Who my do you guess. guys got in the game? Vikings, easy. I got Eagles, uh, obviously, but I mean, I think it'll be a close game. It needs to be a low-scoring game in that one. It's the Oh, don't worry. With those two QBs, it will be. The Eagles, I think it'll a lot to be about which offensive line holds up better. Both of these teams have very strong defensive fronts that get after the quarterback, and both Foles and Keenum uh, showed that they threw it up into coverage, some jump balls when they were under pressure, which is concerning. Um, I think the Vikings are really sure tacklers, which could be a problem for the Eagles. A lot of their offense is on Ajahi breaking tackles and getting yards after first contact, and also the Eagles getting yards after the catch. Eagles had 164 yards after the catch against the Falcons, which was a season high. Um, A lot of that allows Foles to make the shorter, safer throws and have guys like Nelson Aguilar getting yards after the catch. Vikings are one of the best teams in the league at being sure tacklers, so if those short routes are bottled up um, and Foles has to throw deeper, I think that's advantage Vikings because guys like uh, Diggs and Thielen, some of the more big-body jump ball artists, uh, can do more for the Vikings on those kind of deep throws. The Eagles are more short pass and run and catch. Um, so I think that's an issue. Also, conditions. I mean, again, it is a dome team. It is a night game. It'll be cold in Philadelphia. Uh, it's a grass surface. Uh, two out of the three Vikings losses this year have come on road games on grass. So I think, again, I look forward to, uh, additionally to be a game in the teens, and I think either team could win. Slight advantage to Philadelphia on the home field advantage. And you know who's laughing his ass off is Tom Brady as he has to go through Marcus Mariota, Blake Bortles, and then either weak-ass Nick Foles or weak-ass Case Keenum. That guy is just, him and Belichick are just sitting there laughing. Brady is worried about Jalen Ramsey. What are you talking about? Well, I pray to God. Well, we'll get to the AFC side in a minute, but uh, I'm guessing that the Vikings will win literally 12-9, to and it'll be, it'll be an eyesore to watch. It'll Case Keenum's going to be throwing darts. What are you, crazy? Darts. The guy had no touchdowns and a pick. He had a prayer. fucking touchdown. Yeah, Stop saying he had prayer. no goddamn Take touchdowns. Take that prayer away. This guy, no is now taking, this guy is now taking away stats. Next thing you're going to tell me, oh, the guy didn't have 32 home runs. There was that one game he had four jacks. You take that game away, he only had 28 right. jacks. You're right. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, the guy threw the goddamn okay. TV. What the fuck do you want from Going him? into that last play, dickhead. Unbelievable. Going he goes right back play. to it. Hey, right back hey, to it. Going into that last Right play, back to it? What were the chances that he had less than 300 yards passing, no touchdowns, and a pick? Going into the at bat. What going into answer the question. Going into the bat where the guy hit the jack. What were the chances right. he'd hit the jack? You're One right. in twenty-five. All things are equal. They, he pulled an absolute rabbit out of his ass, but you want to act like that was just him dropping back and making those a great yards play. should be worth more, and the TD no, should, be should be worth, worth more anything because the fucking player for the Saints chose. All right, that's his enough. Off. You're you're done. Yeah, you're done because you're an idiot acting like that no, was just some typical idiot. play. That was a complete choke job. No, no, Anybody no, with no, half no. a brain knows it. At no work today on Twitter, K-N-O-W, work today. Always brought to you by the Lumber Baron. Go to thelumberbaron.com. Use the promo code NOWORKTODAY. For Sal, for Hank, I am Bill. We'll see you next time. Holla!